right, welcome to the Krug Show, everybody. It's the call-in show, Wednesday night. Hope everybody's having a great week. It is 6.32 on the West Coast, 9.32 on the East Coast. Welcome to our show. It's December the 6th of 2023, and you are on the Krug Show. Brought to you by Pig and a Pickle, the best barbecue in all of Northern California. Check them out in Emeryville and Corte Madera. They're open uh, seven days a week from 11 a.m. till 8 p.m. or until they run out, and they do run out. Pig and a Pickle, the best barbecue in all of Northern California. We're also brought to you by New York-style Italian sausage. The only kind of Italian sausage that I will eat is New York-style Italian sausage, and you can find it in any grocery store in in Northern California. We're also brought to you by uh, Marin Auto Glass, 415-883-3030, marinautoglass.com on the web. We're also brought to you by Mojo Fantasy and Underdog Fantasy. Mojo Fantasy is the near the newest and best daily fantasy app. Um, try you know, make make you you make picks, you make moves, you make money. Use the link in the description uh, and use that promo code Krug K R U E G for your first deposit, and they will match it up to one hundred dollars. That's at Mojo Fantasy, and also at Underdog Fantasy. Two proud sponsors of the Krug Show. Kev, good to see you, man. How are you? How's things down there at Cal Poly? Getting ready for finals? Well, I, I've been doing finals. I, I had two finals today. So how do we, if, how do, if we do? I, dude, well, we're doing good. Okay. And part of the reason I'm doing good is because I have not been setting up on the 49ers. So if I don't sound that sharp today, just know I have what? an excuse. I have an excuse, okay? Screw this uh, this construction management thing. Let's get up on our Niners, man. You just had the Eagle win and you got the Seahawks rolling in. I was down yeah. there all day and you're going to try to, you're going to try to lollygag it. You know, you know, you lollygag here, you lollygag there. You know what it makes you a freaking lollygagger. All right. Don't be a lollygagger. No, I know. I try to like rewatch the games. I try to like listen to a couple podcasts and get a few stats together. I've got some stuff together in the last like hour, but. Man, I was I was I was thinking about this yesterday. I'm like, damn, I'm gonna have such a shitty Wednesday night stream because I'm <laughs> studying for this fucking philosophy midterm. Easy in the language. <laughs> All right. Raphael562 says, Good evening, Larry and everyone. Raphael also drops his customary like and subscribe, everyone. That's right. If you hit like, everybody helps more people find the algorithm. If you hit subscribe, um, that will and you hit that notification bell every time we go live, you'll get a little notification on your phone that we're going live and uh, so everybody hit like and subscribe and boost the stream as much as possible. Uh, Raphael 5629er says, but Larry uh, referencing Johnny who was Johnny C was on with us last week after Kevin left Val Brooks says, hi, Larry. Hi, Kevin. How you doing Val? Good to see you. Uh, Mike Monahan says, drop the link. There you go. All yeah, right. He wants you to drop the link. Oh, okay. I am going to drop the link right I'll, here. I'll pin it in the chat. So Here we go. I will drop the link in the chat. But first, of course, we've got three questions. The link has been dropped. There you go. Uh, <laughs> where Somebody in here made me laugh. Where is it? Oh, here we go. John Boytnot. System child. System child. There you go. Uh, I love it. I love it. Uh, wait, we got another one in here. Uh 
D-Shop 316, next Kruger system kid up. Mike Rossi, I love gagging lollies. All right, that might be a little dirty. It's <laughs> <laughs> a family freaking show. All right, Kev, let's fire away. We got three topics as usual, and then we open it up to the calls. And if you want to line up, uh, line up, get that call. I do have one, I have one announcement I want to make. We are doing the Mojo giveaway. I'm guessing. Yeah, what's up I'm, with the Mojo giveaway? People I, are asking. I, ha- I, have, uh, I have the names of the people that signed up. Unfortunately, we can only do one jersey because of the limited number of signups. I guess people weren't enticed by the jersey. We have we have signups, but not enough to do two. Um, but we will give away a jersey, and I think we'll just do I'll we'll just like do a raffle thing. And when uh, I'll just do it, and then we can announce it on the show. Okay. Um, All right. All right. And yeah. So, anyways. Today, oh, hey, here we go. Raphael 562. Last week, you bailed out of the show to tell us you had a flag football game. <laughs> Did you actually have a flag football game? Were you lying? And if you had a flag football game, how did it, how did it work out? I did have a flag football game and we did lose. We lost 14 to 7. Son of a. I did score a touchdown, though, on a pretty nice catch, I will say. Score All right, well, that's always good. It's and it was one of, we were down 14-0 at half. We made a, a couple adjustments at halftime, locked them down defensively, but only scored seven. So is it true? Is it true that your that your court your defensive coordinator was up in the booth and you brought him down to the sideline? Yeah, we had the coordinator in the booth, brought him down to the sideline at half. Makes it, all the difference in the makes world. All the difference in the world. You wouldn't believe it. You, you really get that coordinator on the sideline, you got a shot. You got that coordinator up in the booth. In fantasy, in uh, in flag football, I mean the booth is probably seventeen miles away. Isn't it, that's going to be one of the, like the forgotten storylines of this 49ers season? It's going to be the it's going to be the booth sideline thing because no one, I'm telling you, literally no one knows what was going on there, and no one, like, everyone has an opinion, and it, no one's right, no one's wrong. Because I've heard players say, "Oh, it it means everything," and then I hear <laughs> I hear Kyle say, "It doesn't matter." It's funny that you guys care about this. So it's like, right. it's, it's all like, overblown. What is, what, yeah. <laughs> what is it? Does it matter or does it not matter? It's overblown, but he will remain on the sideline and he will not be in the box, but it's a big nothing burger. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, the fact of the matter is he's done both. So it doesn't really matter. But, um, but hey, you know what? It's like anything else. If you have students and they're used to learning a certain way, and you kind of adjust your habits to make sure you're teaching a certain way that kind of gels and jives with them and resonates with them, then, then yeah, then you're doing the right thing. So if the Niner defenders are used to Robert Sala and they're used to D'Amico Ryans and they're used to that face-to-face interaction on the sideline and they want that from Wilkes, then so be it. Who cares? At the end of the day, they're undefeated since he's been on the sideline. As far as I'm concerned, he can camp out at the 50-yard line for all I care, you know, as long as they keep winning games. All right, here we go. Uh, Louis D says, best 49ers show right now. All right. Hey, that, that's, that's, those, are, those are some strong words. There's a lot, there's a lot of, of, there's a lot of 49ers shows. There's a lot of shows. Yeah, seriously. I mean, I mean there are quite a few. I, mean, I feel we like, I feel like you and me have been in this space for a long time, and I will still find a channel that has a few thousand subscribers. And I'm like, what? Where did this come from? And like, Where's, it's just there's a who the hell's this guy? There's just a ton of people doing 49ers content right now. So there's it's a it's there's a what? If you're a consumer, I'm telling you, it's the best of times for you on YouTube. There's a lot of choices. 
You don't have to be here. If you get blocked here, you can go right down the street and there'll be somebody else chatting Niners. Uh, Fozzie says, what's up, Kevin and Kevin's dad? Oh, is that is that what's happening here? You know, and then he, and then he says, that's the disrespect I'm getting. Kevin carrying his dad on the show, lol. Oh, no, no, no. How dare you, LOL, on that, I don't Fozzie. have that kind of skill. Oh, All look right, at well, this. Uh, look at this. Jason Landa, you're a system dad. Oh, man. That's it. I'm out. Um, I'm out. So, I'm out. You got it. You got the rest of the show. I'm out. Okay. Oh, no, no. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Um, Val Brooks says you're top 10. Larry, okay. you're top 10. <laughs> top 10? We're only, we're only nine minutes into the show, and we haven't top hit, 10? Our, hit our topic yet. Uh, it makes me feel good, but who's top three? I'd like to know who's top three. Who's got the um, best Niner show out there right now? Best Niner show? Best Niner show. I listen to Haberman and Middlecoff. Oh, go to hell. <laughs> Haberman and Middlecoff. I like them. Oh, come on. I, mean, I, I listen to your One show, One guy's too. follically I mean, challenged. The other guy's doing play-by-play. Come on. The other guy's Dude. unfollically challenged. <laughs> Haberman does have hair. <laughs> Haberman's got a marvelous head of hair. Uh, Jason Landis says Larry is number one. I've always liked Jason Landa. I've mentioned that to you. I've always said that. Though he did call me a system dad, but he says I'm number one. Um, here we go. We got this one from Comrade Whiskers. 49ers have the biggest media personalities on YouTube. All right. There you go. All right. Well, let's let's get right into this. <laughs> John Boytnot, you're mean-spirited, Lowry. You know, Lowry, I'll tell you. You know, you've got both ACLs intact, but I've heard your style. And I'll tell you, uh, it's a little mean-spirited. It's a little early to be doing that impression in the show. <laughs> okay. Well, I can't help myself. You a late impression. I can't help myself. Late in the All show. Right. Here we go. Um, <laughs> Teasy says, follically challenge is crazy. How dare you say that about Middlecoff? Um, okay, we need some Johnny C tonight. People are asking for okay. Johnny C. Wait a second. Enough let's go. The, let's, enough of the chat. Enough of the chat. Let's go to Johnny C, and then we'll get us revved up for our callers. Can you guys top the great Johnny C? Let's go to Johnny. Johnny C. Let me try, Larry. Okay. So, Larry. Larry, here's the deal. Larry. Larry. Honestly, Larry. Larry. No, but Larry. I gripe here, though, Larry. Here, Larry. Larry, 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 I mean, Larry, but here's the thing, Larry. What do you think? I think they're going to sign Jason Peters. How old is he? He's he's 40, but he's, and Larry, Larry, much Larry. I mean, Larry, I wish I could, Larry. Johnny, we're going to have to jump. (laughs) Ah, Johnny C, the great Johnny C. He was with us last week. Johnny, if you're out there, uh, we'd love to talk to you again. All right, Kev, go. Let's, let's go with topic number one, two, and three, and then it's to the phone calls. To the phone calls on the Krug Show call-in show, the Wednesday night extravaganza. My favorite live stream of the week is this Wednesday call-in show. All right, here we go. Here we topic go. Topic number one. Here we go. All right, From the system kid himself. Today in Niners Land, you were there. And you heard the extensive talking about Dre Greenlaw and his ejection. I Dom D'Alessandro, Dom, Dom this, Dom that. Before you give any opinions, I'm just going to play the clip from uh, the presser today, and then you you can give me your reaction to it. Okay, Okay, let's hear it. 
Oh, wait, wrong one. <clears throat> Here it it's is. Beautiful logo. <laughs> or all the sideline stuff with Greenlaw last game. He did pick up the, the personal foul for the way he tackled. Uh, his eighth unnecessary roughness in the last three years. Uh, Nick called him the, the enforcer of this team. Obviously, that there's a physical Tony sets. How important do you think that is, and how close to the line do you worry about a player like that? Um, I think it's extremely important, and I, I think Dre's as good at it as um, anyone I've been around. Um, I mean, I think Dre is our enforcer. He's our most physical hitter. Um, we got a lot of guys who hit, but I think it's when he shows up more than others, which when his own teammates say that, I think that's the respect they give him. Um, I think Dre is unbelievable at it, uh, how physical he plays and how hard he goes. Um, the fact that it always looks close, but I, I know how hard Dre, Dre is not a dirty player at all. He plays one way and he's very, he is always, that's why he was so frustrated because he is trying so hard not to break the rules. In his mind, he wasn't completely slamming a guy. He's guys three yards in bounds, and he's trying his hardest to get him down. And he, everything he does is physical. And if you can see at the end, he he tried to let up at the last second. It happened to be it was a lighter player, and um, Dre's pretty strong. Now he should have been penalized for that. You can't slam a guy. Uh, I just I know the person. Uh, I know how hard and conscientious he is. I know how hard he, you know, the one time he got ejected for the helmet to helmet on on Herbert. That was, and he should have, but that, that was a cutback and him trying to go right to the change, and it was just an unfortunate deal. But um, I've seen some physical guys in this league who do lean towards um, the aggressive side, not in a good way. And I can't tell you guys how hard Dre tries to not get a penalty. Um, and when he does, it's usually right there on the line. And um, when you're a physical player like him, that to me jumps off the screen to not just players in the league, but to the fans and anyone, uh, they look for it. And it is a fine line, but his intent is exactly what you want in a football player. Do you excuse him for the, the, the stuff afterwards because he was touched by Dom? Or is that something you, you still say you can't do that? React to something? Oh, we show all that stuff. I mean, there was a guy. Um, I mean, we showed on, on Thanksgiving, they, they tried to flip our player at the end of the field goal. They flipped Ken Law on his head. They got a personal foul. Um, uh, Chase Young pointed at someone smiling. I'm showing it all in the view, and we're all just laughing. It's not a big deal. The other player's laughing at him. Then the next day on Friday, same thing happened in the Jets game. They tried to flip a player, um, Jets versus Miami, and they got in a scuffle, penalties through, and one of the players went to point at a guy. And someone bumped his arm and it hit a ref in the face and he got ejected. And so I'm, I go back and I show Chase why his point is a big deal. His intent's fine, you're smiling, you're laughing, you don't get how close this stuff is that you accidentally hit someone in the face and you're out. I, I was shocked, I stick up for Dre that he was put in a situation from somebody that didn't have to do with the game. That's what bothered me. Um, when I look at him, I don't think he still don't think he punched him in the face, but whatever that was, it's not allowed. And you can't, you can't give anyone a doubt, especially in a physical game like that. What happened last year, I know how hard the NFL and the refs are going to make sure it doesn't get carried away. Um, so that's stuff we talk about all the time. If you get a penalty, you're wrong. And we got to work our way to always do that in every aspect. And that's what we do. Um, I just thought it was unfortunate he got ejected for that. Had nothing pro wrong with the penalties. I just was surprised he got ejected for what he did and to someone who wasn't involved in the game. He has developed like a reputation unfairly and doesn't get the benefit of the doubt in those like 50-50 moments. Yeah, well, I think it goes back to what I was initially saying about him. When you have someone who plays the way he does, that's what 
people are looking for because um, it's always close. But that's why every time he hits someone clean and stuff, you usually see sidelines pointing out what he did wrong and stuff because he's just a physical player. And that's why he's so good. But it's not something like we have a big problem here with 15-yard penalties. There's nothing where I ever said to anyone, well, that was well-earned. Like, that's not how we roll at all. Our players know that. I, 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 they know how I am, how we are. And um, that's why Dre, I can't tell you how much Dre's apologizing to me after the game. It's not him giving me excuses. It's him saying, Kyle, I, I'm sorry I let you down. And it's just, I get what happened. And it can't happen. That's what we coach. But I, that's, that's why I love dealing with the guy. What would you, what would you do if Mike or someone pushed a player on another team in that situation? Um, I also don't think he pushed the guy that bad. So I'm not trying to build that up either. Like, I think it was kind of, I think, I think that stuff happens all the time. And people break it up, there's no penalties, and you go back and you move on with your life and you get it going. Dre just got ejected. And then when they look at why, well, then I guess then that guy should too. But that's why I don't want that guy made an example out of, and I don't, I just think we should have kept it moving personally. Could it, could it be a strategy that uh, if there's a guy like Dre Greenlaw, who people know is on that line, could that be a strategy for other teams to use a non-player or coach to try to get him kicked out of a game? Oh, I can't wait till you see what we do this week. <laughs> no, I'm just, yeah, it could be. That's why, that's why they probably did that. So it won't be, it can't be. And that's, um, that's, that's why. They probably did make a deal out of that because no, that can't be a strategy, and so they'll put an end to that, which I think they already have. And um, but that's what players do too. I and mean, you know the guys who lose are cool, and the guys to mess with, so you can get a free fifteen, and um, that's how the whole league works. Anyway, so that was a little bit of uh, the press. There was even more questions after that asked about it. But what? What? I mean. Not about just the presser, but like what? What is your take on just the whole interaction? Okay, let's let me just say this real clear for the people in the back. All non-essential personnel get the fuck off the sideline. Simple as that. If you have an essential reason to be there, then be there. If you don't have an essential reason to be there, get lost. Go watch it somewhere else. Okay, that's it. That's that's the entire point. Um, what's don't tell me that guy's security. Security guards wear yellow jackets and face the stands. He's just a he's just a favorite son that they've given sideline passes to, uh, you know. So because they like him, you know, because he he hangs around the team and they like him. He's not securing anybody. Who's he securing? He's not the you're you're what is he is he worried about the other team? I mean, is he there for the one chance that a brawl breaks out? I mean, it's just like, and if you watch the all 22, like I did, you'll see there's two or three other examples in this game where big Dom was inching closer to going to the, going on the field. There was an Ayuk play on, on that sideline where he kind of kind of lunged towards the field. There was another play where he kind of lunged towards the field. Um, <laughs> this is a great one outside the echo chamber says, but Larry had an earpiece. Yeah, great. Take your freaking earpiece and get the hell out of there. If you're a non all non-essential personnel, get off the sideline. That's it. You know, what I mean, don't tell me he's there. And and Sirianni's a fraud. Sirianni came out and said 
that he was glad yeah. or he was hoping that nobody would be would be uh, you know ejected. He were we, we saw you on the sidelines saying fifty seven has to be ejected. Yeah, I know. You literally said that fifty seven that Greenlaw had to be ejected, and now today you're going to be like, uh, I don't want to see anybody. I didn't want to see anybody ejected. No, that's a lie. You wanted to see Greenlaw ejected. And we're laughing about it now because the Niners routed them 42-19. What if the Niners had lost this game 35-28 and they ran up and down the field in the second half? The Niners had their best defensive player, their leading tackler at halftime, taken out of the game because of that, because of a point that that hit some guy in the cheek? you got to be kidding me. And and Barstool had the audacity. I mean, those guys are just intellectually dishonest. Those guys had the audacity to say that he punched him. I saw it in print on Barstool. Dre Greenlaw punches Dom. He didn't punch him. If he punched him, he'd still be out. He'd still be out. They'd carry his fat carcass back to the hotel if 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 Dre had really punched him. What a joke punched him. You think that's a punch? That wasn't a punch. That was like somebody pointing somebody the right direction. The wrong, you know. Here you take a left on the on the uh, take a left at the corner, and then the on ramps on the right. Oh, I'm sorry, I nudged your cheek there. I didn't mean to, I was pointing at the on ramp. A punch. Seriously, barstool, you're calling that a punch? Sounds like barstool can't take a punch. So I mean, I don't know what the heck was going on there, but there's no way that's a fair trade. So the Eagles lost their 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 you know voluptuous. Uh, uh, you know, security guy, best friend, team mascot, and the Niners lost their leading tackler in the middle of a gotta have it game. I'm glad they routed him. At that yeah, point, yeah. that was embarrassing. That is embarrassing. I mean, that is embarrassing. You're taking the one of the 49ers' best players off the field because of an interaction with a security guard where the security guard made contact with the player before the player made contact with the security guard. And it's not like the security, there was no punch. I mean, the security guard, I mean, what, what they both broke norms, but you can't, you can't eject right there. You can't, you can't impact yeah. the final score, the, the outcome of a game. What if that had been the quarterback? So what we have different rules. What if that had been Jalen hurts? And this was at Levi's now. So now is that the precedent you guys want to set? So now anybody who puts their hands on Jalen Hurts in a game at Levi's in the future? If Jalen Hurts in any way makes contact with that person back, he's he's automatically ejected. Oh, I'm sure that's going to go over real well. I mean, this was a bad. This was a this was a bad moment for the officials. The fact that New York actually reviewed this and decided to eject uh, Dre Greenlaw is criminal. Absolutely criminal. And the only reason we're not bitching about it is because the Niners routed them anyway. Otherwise, if could you imagine if they had rumbled for big yardage in the second half on the ground with no Dre Greenlaw? No, yeah. It would have been terrible. Terrible. I think the, the league has the league, to have... the league would be right now, people would be calling for calling that a fix. The, the league isn't dumb. They 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 review this shit and they know. They know that this can never happen again. There's there's just no way you could ever have a non-essential person, not even a coach, not a player, just a security guard affect a game of this magnitude that much. You just it just can't happen. And I think 
like there were some people that were kind of overreacting on Twitter and saying this is a travesty. It kind of it kind of is. It kind of is a terrible it is a travesty. Yeah, it's it'll kind be, of a terrible. It would be like if all of a sudden they put me on the sideline and I'm just heckling the hell out of Lamar on Christmas night. Lamar, you suck. You suck, Lamar. You suck. And then he comes over to the sidelines and I grab his his shoulder pads and I kind of put my hands on his shoulder pads and then he kind of points at my fat cheek and he kind of oh oh I'm down oh. Oh, I'm going down. Oh, oh, Lamar's out. Krug's out, but Lamar's out. All right. Krug's not going to be able to do the Krug show from the, from the press box, but Lamar's out. And then I walk off the field like this, just like conquering hero. Yes. I got taken out, but I also got Lamar taken out. Yes. And the Niners go on and win the game, get the home field in the playoffs and the, road to the Super Bowl comes through comes through Levi's because Kruger uh, you know somehow got Lamar to poke him in the cheek also it's I mean this is, this, it brings up another question I just think that the 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 level or the the throwing players out of a game is just so lame there's it's just no more pre- finding players no more I seriously don't finding, stop finding taking is their, finding. That's no no finding is not finding do not take their money the NFL is a multi-billion-dollar industry. Stop taking guys' money out of their pocket because their freaking their socks are too low. Yeah, no, but they're doing it for safety, and and the the number you can argue whatever. That's that's one thing. Throwing a player out of a game. There are seventeen games in the season. That's that's absurd. That's that's totally not. Absurd. It's not a baseball objection. It's not a. It's not a basketball objection. Um, ejection, not objection. But still. Throwing someone out of a football game is like throwing someone out of a baseball game for for two weeks, you know, of a season. That's absurd. You can't. And and for the level, the the price. Well, you just let me think about it. You just incentivized every moron on the sideline to antagonize players in the game. Yeah. Because any contact with that moron gets the player ejected. I mean, it just can't happen. I mean, it's just. They didn't think it through. They didn't think it over. Yeah. I think um, that the, the the precedent has been set at such a low bar to get object, ejected in the NBA and in the NFL. It's it's set at a level where the low the lowest it's set, it's like you can never go as soon as it's set at a certain point, it's it's always going to be at that point. And they've set it at such a low bar that it's 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 all it takes is one mis- mistake from Dre Greenlaw and he's out for the game. And I just don't think that's fair. And I think the, the NBA really has a problem with it. Cause in the NBA, it's like you laugh at an official, you're gone for the game. Like it, it's, it's, it's stupid shit like that, where it's like, are, are we kidding? We didn't come here to watch the official officiate. We watched here to watch the players play the game. So if you're going to kick a player out of the game, it better be a, you better have a good damn reason. It costs a freaking gur to go to these games. You're talking about a grand, you know, I mean, what the hell? You you don't go to a Rolling Stones concert and they run Mick. I mean, come on. What the hell? I want my money back. If I go to the, see the Stones and you run Mick, I want my money back. You go to the Niner game and you run Purdy and Greenlaw for poking some fat guy, I want my money back. I mean, I mean, as simple as that. I mean, it's not to mention the equity, the lack of equity there. I mean, really? Really? So... So there's guys that are hitting each other left and right, all kinds of violence on the field, but because a linebacker poked some security guard who had already put his hands on him in the cheek, he needs to be ejected. It was the least violent thing that happened in the first, in like the last 10 minutes of that game. Eject- <laughs> ejected. 
I may try that. I may try that the next yeah. game. Get down there on the sideline. I just poke Lamar. Have him have him uh, come over to me and poke me back. I I then I then go to the ground. I, I'm like I'm like Podjemski, like uh, against Durant the other night. I just I immediately I'm I just I'm down. I'm down. Krug's down. Krug's down. The whole crowd the crowd is Jesse Wade. The whole crowd's chanting Larry, Larry, Larry. I'm I'm being carried off. We've got home field advantage. Lamar and I are both kicked out. What I mean, that people would, I mean, it would be ridiculous. And what we saw last night was ridiculous. That was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, not not, not last night, but Sunday. In in other 49ers news today, Matt Barrows tweeted out 49ers are believed to be one of the teams most interested in tight end Zach Ertz, who may wait until next week to decide. SF theoretically could put uh, tight end Ross Dwelly with a high ankle sprain on IR to make room. Imagine Shanahan is all I imagine Shanahan is all for adding a veteran weapon with a Super Bowl ring to the roster. Um, Zach Ertz obviously was released a few weeks ago or about a week ago from the Cardinals. He's a veteran. He won a Super Bowl. The Niners have an injury at tight end. What do you think about adding Zach Ertz to the 49ers roster? Um, I think it makes a lot of sense. I mean, you know, first of all, the 49ers have never under Shanahan had the two good receiving tight ends at on one team. They did it. They had it for with with uh, Jordan Reed for like a couple games in 2020, he got hurt and that was it. Ertz would give them a legitimate red zone threat. And um especially now with Dwelly going on the potentially needing to go on the IR, I mean he's got a high ankle sprain. High ankle sprains could be six, six, seven weeks. That means he could be done until playoff time. So now they actually have a need. And Ertz is not a great blocker, but he's a great receiver. Um, and he's a NorCal guy. He went to Stanford. His wife, Julie, I think, went to Stanford. Uh, they're both Bay Area people. He went to Monta Vista. It's in Danville. Um, yeah, go get Ertz. Go get Ertz. And I'd, I'd, be, I'd be selling him, you know, because, I mean, think about it. It's like, as much as Brock Purdy loves to go to the tight end, as much as the Niners have been, I talked to Charlie Warner today. He was saying that, you know, in the last month or so, the Niners have used more of the, of the two tight ends and he's in there a lot as a blocker. Okay, great. So you got Charlie as that extra blocker in the two tight end set. How about Ertz as the extra receiver in the two tight end set? I love the idea. I would definitely do it. I would absolutely do it. I think he's an upgrade from Dwelly and I like Dwelly, but I mean, come on, Zach Ertz is, you know, and this idea that he's lost it, I don't I don't agree with that at all. I mean, if he's lost it, he must have lost it in the last couple of weeks because I saw him against the Niners on the field in the Arizona game at Levi's earlier this year, and he played well in that game. So I, yeah. I absolutely would be interested. I mean, when the name first came to mind, it, it, I immediately thought, I'm like, oh, that's not really a Niners tight end. Niners tight ends are more blocking tight ends because you think of George Kittle, you think of Warner. But – well, Dwelly is not really your blocking tight end. He's more of a receiving tight end, and so is Ertz. So it kind of it kind of makes sense. Um, I haven't watched every single Arizona Cardinals game. I've seen the game against the Niners, and Ertz played pretty well in that game. He almost caught a touchdown uh, towards the end of that game too. But I mean, looking at it, some of his PFF number PFF numbers, he is having his worst PFF year. F- take that for what you will. 
Um, but you know, I mean, he's, he's playing, he's, a, he's a, like twilight. you said, he's a, he's a, he's a receiving tight end. He's a good receiver. He's pretty dynamic. He'd add another layer to the 49ers tight end room, especially if dwell is going to be out for a long time. Uh, I'm not sure what the contract would be for how long, for how much, but if you can make it happen, I don't see the harm. So, well, I mean, now I, I mean, I, I, to me, it's much more of a necessity than you're painting it to be. What if George Kittle has a pulled hamstring in a playoff game? You're now going to go with Charlie Warner as your number one tight end the rest of the game. Um, you got to have a number two tight end. They really don't have a number two. They wanted Latou to be that guy. He's on the IR. They, they have Braden they, Willis. They have Braden Willis. They could go to Braden Willis, but he's a very young player. He's not the biggest player either. He doesn't. He hasn't played a lot. Um, you know, he's kind of transitioning from kind of a kind of a half fullback, half tight end role to like a full time tight end. There's a lot to learn in the NFL when you know when in this offense when you're playing the tight end position. I think a guy like Ertz would be would be fantastic. Yeah, I. I I absolutely think, and not only that, I'd be I'd be interested in doing it, even if uh, Dwelly was fine, and you just did it as a block. Because let's be honest, if Kansas City gets a, a second tight end, their chances of winning the Super Bowl go up. They've got terrible receivers. Uh, Kelsey and Ertz would give them a two tight end set. Ravens have lost Mark Andrews for the year. If you take him and you sign him, you block him from going to Baltimore. Um, Philly, what's Goddard going to give them the rest of the year? If you block Ertz from going there, you, you know, that, that helps you Dallas. He could go to Dallas. I mean, there's seems like Baltimore, Kansas city, Dallas, Philly, Niners are the teams, Buffalo. These are the teams that have interest and I'd, I'd, I'd want Ertz just for the block potential, just to make sure the Ravens don't get them. If, if they do go after Ertz, we are seeing a trend in them getting, Super Bowl caliber or Super Bowl ex Super Bowl players putting them on the roster because Logan Ryan was on some of those Patriots teams that went to the Super Bowl and Ertz obviously won a Super Bowl in Philadelphia and I feel like that might be an underrated aspect of this whole thing is that he has experience playing in the biggest game and you know the Niners if you look back at the Niners 2019 team they only have I, I forget the exact number but it's it's a low number of those guys are still on the team. It's not the same team, really. So well, they just know this came out today. I think there's only six players. Does that sound right? I thought it was like I thought there was a seven. Is there seven or seventeen? I can't remember. No, I I, I could have swore there's only. I mean, I think I retweeted this. Today. I mean, I could name some of them right now. It'd be Warner, Bosa, Armstead, uh, Trent, Trent, um, Ayuk, Debo. It has to be more than seven. Some guys in the line. Maybe not banks. Not very many, though. It's yeah. Not very many. So I mean, um, I can just look at the roster. The 2019 roster. Uh, here it is. Use check Debo. Here it is. Kittle. I got it right here. Here's the tweet. Um, it was from Johnny Dell. Johnny Dell's FA tweeted out. He says, "How good of a job has John Lynch done? Uh, if they make it back to the Super Bowl, they're only going to return." seven of the 22 starters and nine of the 53 players total from their last Super Bowl appearance. Nine. So as well as a bevy of coaching changes also would feature eight starters on rookie contracts. Yeah, so nine of 53 players are there from their trip to the Super Bowl against Kansas City. That means that means 44 
44 players are new. That's major turnover. Yeah, and we were kind of talking about this yesterday. The whole draft thing, I mean, the, the John Lynch has done a great job in the draft. They have guys like Hafonga that they got later in the draft that have just been all pro guys, obviously. But landing the QBs, is it's that's worth like 100 times more. Like the Jets, in my opinion, have had good drafts. They've gotten really good skill players. They've gotten, you know, Sauce Gardner, Quinnen Williams. They hit on that. They hit on uh, the kid Garrett Wilson. They've hit on a lot of good skill players. Um, I'm not sure Mekhi Becton's been eh. But still, they've hit on some good guys. Their team is shit. And it's all because they didn't hit on Zach Wilson. So I think hitting on Brock Purdy has really been, you know, it, that really is just like the icing on the cake to for John Lynch. No doubt. No doubt. I mean, uh, if you go into the 2022 49ers draft and you look at the players that they drafted, I mean, you're talking about talking about a very disappointing group of players, um, except for Brock Purdy. You know what I mean? You're talking about Drake Jackson. Um, you know, you're talking about Ty Davis Price, who they cut. So, I mean, the 49ers have Danny have Gray, Danny Gray. I mean, Danny Gray was a high pick to cow, you know, they're really, but you know, it's like, it's not that bad because overall you've got, you know, yeah, you can go Drake Jackson, Ty Davis price, Danny Gray, Spencer Burford, first four picks. But if you pick Brock Purdy, uh, you know, maybe you're one of your best drafts of all time. Right. Right. So. And and there's and let's be totally honest, I I still like Drake ja- Drake Jackson. I like Danny Gray. I like yeah, this, this played. I like Samuel Womack. I like Nick Sakel. I I think you know when it's all said and done, that twenty two draft will be more than just Purdy. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, I did. That wasn't really what I meant to say. But if you look at how much those guys have actually produced, Burford maybe being the exception. Drake is you know down on the depth chart. Uh, Danny Gray's not playing. Obviously, TDP got cut. Zakel is injured, so um, that draft obviously is not making that much of an impact this season. Um, but Purdy is all that matters. Um, so, just a last question here before we go to calls. Uh, we went a, we went a little longer. Uh, just a you know, what's your initial thoughts on the Seahawks? I found a couple interesting stats here. <clears throat> just some some betting stats if some people are interested. But uh, Gino, after a loss, he's twenty one and fifteen against the spread. Um, but he's only nine and thirteen straight up. Pete Carroll as an underdog is fifty-five and forty as uh fifty-five and forty against the spread. Um the, they have the rest advantage and teams with uh a rest advantage and losing streaks uh of three games or more are one thirty-five, a hundred and seven and four against the spread. Um and the forty the 49ers have scored thirty plus points in eight games this season, and they're eight and zero straight up in those games that they've scored thirty points or more, seven and one against the spread. And here's an interesting Purdy stat: Purdy in October or later, Iowa State and with the 49ers is twenty five and twelve straight up, um, in thirteen and four with just the 49ers. So, Purdy, well, I like this. I like this matchup. I do. I like. I like the fact that um, it's Seattle. Um, I think Jordan Brooks might be hurt. You know, and that would be a big loss for them if their inside backers out. I know Kenneth Walker is out, right? So it's going to be more Charbonnet. Um, D. Eskridge, their exciting return guy who almost took one to the house. I think he's banged up now coming into this one. 
I mean, it's going to be, it'll be, it's going to be a tough game. I mean, every NFL game is like, you know, a couple turnovers away from an upset. So it's not like a college game where, you know, you've got so many different possessions that you can screw up left and right. But um, I like this matchup. I think if I could pick a matchup to be this week, I'd pick this Seattle one because um, I just really think that the Niners, you know, this is um, the Niners get up for Seattle. Seattle gets up for the Niners. Uh, This one's kind of personal. This is like their main rival in the division. And I just think that the, you know, Gino can't beat the Niners. Um, And I I think that they, I love the way they rush Gino up there where they didn't give them any avenues to run. I think they can, the Niners can make them one dimensional. Um, I love Mooney on DK. That's a great advantage Niners matchup. And Ambry's playing really, really well. The Niners have, have uh, momentum and obviously incentive. Uh, the scary thing is that Seattle's desperate and their whole season's kind of on the line here. But um, it's going to be a tough game but I think the 49ers will win in cover. Yeah. I mean, they're coming off that national game on Thursday where they scored 35 points, I think, against the Dallas Cowboys, who also have a huge matchup this week. But um, yeah, you're right. It, it's This is a game for them that that means a lot. You know, this is a this is a rivalry game. I don't think I don't think this is a trap game, as some people are saying, because I, I like you said, I think the Niners get up to play Seattle. They're going to be at home. They're not going to they're not going to sleep this game. This sleep this game away. It's going to be important, um, and I'm excited for Sunday. And actually, last before we get to the calls, what what's your thought on the Sunday night game, Eagles, Cowboys? That game is has a lot of implications just for the 49ers seed if the Cowboys win, and for the Purdy MVP race uh, if Dak plays in that game and plays poorly. I think Purdy has to be a heavy favorite. Eagles are going to win that game, no doubt in my mind. I mean. The Niners took apart Dallas. They took apart Seattle. When Dallas and Seattle played, it was a battle. They're, Dallas and Seattle are on the same level. The Niners and the Eagles are on a higher level. So I expect the feel. I expect the Eagles to go into Dallas and win. Yeah, so do I. Um, one other I want to get here on the super uh, from Jesse Wade. He says Logan Ryan, the new starter over uh, Jair Brown. I don't think so. Uh, Logan Ryan was brought in today, you know, to, to give them some safety depth and we had a chance to talk to him. And I think it's a nice pickup, a veteran, uh, got some versatility. He's played corner. He's played safety. He's been around the block. Um, first time living on the West coast. So it was a big decision for him to leave his family and come out here. But I think he's more of insurance veteran depth than he is, um, I think the Niners are going to stay with Jair Brown. I could be wrong. I, I didn't think Burford was going to play over John Feliciano this week, and he did. So maybe Ryan was brought in to play over Brown, but I don't think so. I think Brown. I, I guess I haven't done my start. homework. Is he a safety? Is he a corner safety guy? Well, he's 5'11", 195 pounds. He's a corner. Yeah, he's he's more of a corner. He played at Rutgers, played with Belichick. Uh, he, he's, he's, he's a corner. I mean, he's verse. The nice thing about Logan Ryan is he can play all the spots. He can play the nickel. He can play the boundary. He can play free safety, He can play strong safety. He's just kind of a veteran, um, that is ready to step in. And I think it's just, you know, no George Odom. That's a killer for the Niners. Oh yeah. One thing I will say is I, I read a piece either by Barrows or, 
Lombardi, and they were talking about how there was a point in the game where where uh, Isaiah Oliver had to play safety. It was like it was only for a play or two. Right, he's the next man up. I think. I think what I think if you're asking the question, where's where's Logan Ryan slot in? I think he slots in front of Isaiah Oliver. Okay. Okay. And I think that's what you're going to see. That'd be my guess. Okay. That's what I was kind of guessing at. Cause I, I, I that you don't, <laughs> Isaiah Oliver at safety may not be a good thing if, if Gibson or Brown went down. Right. Right. Should we hit the calls? Let's do it. I think uh, our man Franco was first in line. Franco, how are you, man? What's going on? Krug dog. Kevo, how are you guys doing? Doing great, man. What's on your mind tonight? Got a couple things, man. Got a couple things. Um, first thing I want to bring up is the the Shanahan play calling. I thought it was just on par for this game. Um, you know, I, there's a certain play call that comes to mind. Is um, I believe it was right before the half or right after the half. There was that wheel route that that CMC ran where he kind of faked the whip, and then it was on. It was a third and short play. He faked the whip route. And then he just flushes out to the sideline and turns it into a wheel route. And then Brock puts it right on the money. I thought that that was one of the most crucial plays in the entire game. Yeah, it was. Um, it was the wheel route to CMC. It was third and two in the third quarter. Third and two. The 44 yard line. You had Purdy in the gun. Third quarter. You had the wide receivers in kind of a two by two set. And you had CMC lined up five yards off the ball, and then he shuffles motion, and he and he runs. He looked like you know they kind of described it as a wheel. If you watched it again, yeah. it was kind of a choice route, and then just yeah, kind of option, a go. Yeah. It was kind of a go. It almost looked like yeah. a hot route out of the backfield, and Purdy hit CMC for a nice gainer. Um, I, what I loved about that play was just I love what I'm seeing from CMC and from Ayuk as far as their ability to explosively, um, you know, separate from corners. So as soon as the guy turned his head, CMC was on the dead sprint and he went right to a spot. And if Brock's going to be accurate, throwing it to a spot and CMC is going to sprint to that spot, man, that's going to be pretty difficult to defend. I I, I loved it as well. And I kind of wondered if that was a product of, Maybe some dialogue that Brock and CMC had on the sideline because it seemed like he wasn't really running a route as much as he was just like playing off the defender, almost like pickup ball. Yeah, yeah. I thought I just, I mean, I think also I think Shanahan was just cashing in on the aggressive nature of the Eagles defense. Yeah. You know, I think the, I think the Eagles defense probably saw that coming. You know, where it's third and short. Niners are going to run their bread and butter uh, whip route to CMC. You know, the, the chemistry between CMC and Brock is just on point. And so they probably, you know, he, he probably saw them kind of, and maybe in the beginning of the game, you know, getting down on that route a little bit sooner. And so he just called that option, that choice route for CMC. And he ran it perfectly, of course, just what CMC does. And then another thing is Brock putting it right on the money. You know, I mean, you could have done, you couldn't have drew it up any better, you know, and then it sets us up. I think that put us, we're at midfield. I want to see that put us inside the third, inside the 30. Um, and then it led to us getting a touchdown. Yeah. No, it was a beautiful play. And it did kind of make you think of almost like backyard football. Yep. Almost like Mahomes back- and Kelsey in a way. 
Yeah, it had that backyard football vibe to it. And um, yeah, that was a great one. I Kyle had a number. Of, he was really in his bag on a bunch of them. I, I thought the, um, you know, there's so many elements. I mentioned it to Kyle today on, uh, you know, there were so many. There's one on the touchdown to Jawan, CMC Stonewall, the blitzer and the A-gap. Uh, otherwise, that's a different play. Um, and then in the touchdown on the tunnel screen to Debo, you know, CMC really carried out the halfback toss on the backside fake exceptionally well to the point where the linebacker ran with him for three false steps. And at that point, um, the linebacker couldn't get back to the middle in time to, to, to uh, tackle Debo. So, I mean, without yeah. that incredible fake by, by CMC on the, on the, backside halfback toss which purdy never never even turned to him it was all all cmc on the fake but the way he yeah. sold it he sold mm. it to such a level and he put so much energy into his fake that the linebacker was totally buying in despite the fact purdy never even tur turned his shoulders and faked the ball in that direction he was just he was just reading the receiver and once once uh cmc put his hand out like that it was incredible and then what? What's the result? The result is a house call for Debo off the uh, tunnel screen. I thought yeah, Shanahan's also, best. I thought his best play call was that first touchdown to Ayuk, where they had the fake, the motion around to Debo, fake handoff, yeah, you, and then Ayuk's coming across. And it's just a separation on that play. It's just it's it's just one of those plays where like wow, yeah, he just yeah. he cooked that one up. The first perfectly. touchdown, third yeah. and two Chef's from case. the two. Yeah, that was an incredible. That was another incredible play. Three wides, one running back, Purdy in the gun. Um, he he puts Debo in motion. Then he goes orbit motion, and they look like they're going to go play action pass off of it. And you got Jennings in the short flat. Brock easily could have gone to Jennings. You had Purdy off the the bootleg motion on the naked keeper. And he changed the launch point, and it just was beautiful design. And I think everybody thought, okay, Purdy's going to run. And then right. you're thinking, okay, the entire defense took two steps going the wrong direction because they were yeah. they were they bought into Debo on the orbit motion. And then you figure, okay, no, but he's going to come around and throw it to Juwan underneath in the flat. And instead, he led Ayuk along the baseline. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I I was going to ask Brock tomorrow. Was the ball placement what you wanted, or did you lead him more than you wanted? And I, mm. all because Ayuk dove for it. But then, if you watch Great it again, it, you know the way he led him made it impossible for the defender to get anywhere close to the ball. I kind of think Brock, the softness of which he threw that pass, kind of makes me think that he was leading Ayuk on purpose there. That's a good question because yeah. there there was a lot of uh, weird. There was a weird amount of criticism about. That was a bad throw. It's like, uh, what? <laughs> no, no. It was a great throw because he was keeping it out of harm's way. Yeah. 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 Either and his I guy also, was going to catch that or it was going to be incomplete. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, great, great throw by Brock. Over the years, as Niner fans, we've seen some bad throws, and that wasn't one of them. Let's be honest. Yeah. yeah no, that know? was that was beautiful. And, and Ayuk made the catch, and then they, you know, they, they challenged it on the did, – did the ball come out? 
Um, that has but, to be the most ironic, not even I- ironic. That's probably not the right word, but just, just funny thing about Brock Purdy as a quarterback is that you get the criticism of the touchdown throws. Like there's been multiple, it's like, that was a bad throw. It's like, well, it was a touchdown. It's like, yeah, no, it was a touchdown, but it was, it was a bad throw. It's like, okay, we'll, we'll live with the bad touchdowns. You know, yeah, the guy Thanks. can't win. Yeah. The guy's <laughs> going to have a bad Super Bowl ring on his finger. One of these days. <laughs> Yeah, it's no, a Super I want to give a ring, but it's you know it doesn't yeah. quite have all the emeralds and everything. You know, it's a, you know I mean you know he's got the ring and everything, but I mean did you see it doesn't quite fit him? And you know he wore it on a tractor in Iowa. <laughs> and, you know, I don't know if he's the guy long term. Uh, yeah, all Man. right, you you stay there. You stay with your I don't knows. Yeah, and we'll, yeah. get back to us when you know. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, and I want to give a shout out to uh, we're talking about great blocking, man, on that uh, that route over the middle to Debo that he took to the house. Go look at that block from Ronnie Bell. He just lays a shoulder into Blankenship, and then it allows uh, pretty much Debo to to sprint to the end zone untouched. You Ronnie know, Bell's just, a I very underrated football player. Very. He's always underrated. he's gonna have he's gonna have a place on his football team, man, because every single time he shows up on film, he's he's doing the the right things away from the ball, you know, and so. Totally. He's, he's the son of a he's the son of a college football coach. Yep. Yep. And yep. you can tell he's so advanced in so many ways. Next year, when he gets an offseason to be in an NFL weight room, to work with NFL speed coaches, when he can get just a little bit more, a little bit stronger, a little bit more sudden, a little bit more explosive, he is going to be dangerous. It's going to be deadly. And he's also a hardball boy, so he's disciplined. He's hard nosed. Yeah. And uh, yeah, man, it's a good pickup for us in the seventh round. Unbelievable. You know. Another thing I want to bring up though is Jawan. I mean, Jawan, it just continues to impress, man. I mean, the way he just shook off that dude on the sideline. I mean, threw him away like was... a wet tissue. <laughs> yeah. just threw him away. Exactly. You know what? Man. the The old the old coach I used to work with in the Canadian league used to be like. Larry, let me tell you. Let me tell you about NFL football players. And I'll be like, Coach, go ahead, tell me. He's like, they all have different motivation. You guys, some guys play for the greenbacks. Some guys play for the girls. Some yeah. guys play for the W. <laughs> and some guys play to just fuck shit up. And he's like, and when I think of Juwan, I think of he plays for the W. This yes. guy doesn't care if he catches the touchdown or if you catch the touchdown, he just wants the touchdown. And yeah. I, I love the guy, man. He's probably in his final year with the Niners because he's probably going to yeah. make too much money and they're probably yeah. going to have to say goodbye. But you know what? That guy shows up to beat you. And yeah. there ain't nothing better than that, man. Yeah, and you brought it up. It's probably going to be his last uh, year probably. with the team. Um, you know, I'm a big, I'm a big draft guy, big time big time college football fan. And I know you were bringing up uh, Brendan Rice. What, what do you Brendan think Rice. about Brendan Rice? What do you think about picking up Brendan Rice in the third or fourth to, to take over Jawan's spot? I love it. I love it. I love it. This I is mean, Jerry Rice's kid. And yeah, I'm a, and I, and I'm I a big SC fan. So don't draft this kid because he's Jerry's kid. Draft this kid. No. Cause he's freaking good. Yeah. He's got good size. What's his height? Isn't he like, isn't he like six, six three? three? Yeah. Yep. Six, so three. He, he doesn't look that big, but mm-hmm. he's he's not angular like Jerry. He's not quite that kind of an right. athlete. But you know, the kid plays with urgency. 
And he makes all the catches, great ball skills, really, really underrated receiver. I mean, you can tell my dad, you can tell by watching him. My dad's Jerry Rice. Football means everything to him. So guess what? Football means a ton to me. And you can tell. You can tell when you watch that kid play that football means a ton to him. I saw him against, was it Oregon earlier this year? And he just was one of his best games. He just is such a good player. And he's not, you know, there's bigger receivers. There's faster receivers. There's going to be probably 10, 12 receivers taken in front of him. But, yes, absolutely, I want Brendan Rice in the third or fourth round. Yeah, and, you know, for people out there who are looking to see some of his good tape, go look at the Oregon tape and go look at the Tulane tape from last year. His run after the catch is aggressive. You know, he he, he runs like Jerry. You know, they're both both striders. You know, they're long stride runners. So it's a little bit of deceptive speed there. Good catch. He'll make contested catches, catch it in a crowd. Uh, he's not yeah, I mean, he's not weak. He's strong. Yeah, there's lots to like about Brendan Rice for sure. Yeah, I think I think we really have to pick up another receiver though to uh to take up Jawan's spot. You know, there's a couple other guys out there. I like McConkey from uh from Georgia. Yeah, he's pretty good. And, and his dad was and Trey Neal. Harris. No, McConkey, I've heard that name. Aeneas Smith. Go check out Aeneas Smith from A and M. He's he's pretty good. Right Big fan of Aeneas Smith. Um, I've done a bunch of different mock drafts. I also kind of really like um, Xavier Leggett from South Ooh, Carolina. Yeah, go check okay. out Xavier Leggett from South Carolina. Yeah, I'll really check him out. I like exciting. Trey Harris. Trey, Trey Harris, Harris from, from Ole Miss. Miss. Yeah, from Ole Miss. Impressive catch radius. I mean, that yeah. guy is something else. He had a couple of really big games this year where he made – He had he, – if you try, type in Trey Harris, he had that amazing – I remember watching that live – one-handed grab on the sideline. I mean, Trey Harris, yeah, and he's a big receiver. Yeah. Uh, the, the 40 will be his deal. Like, what is, what's yeah. his 40 look like? But he's got ball yeah. skills, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot. There's And that's the one thing about the NFL draft, really, every year. There's, there's so many teams that play the spread. There's so many teams that go with three and four wides that there's a lot of good wide receivers out there. Yeah, it's going to be crazy, and uh... – and I think that we probably should stay away from the the early round running backs. You know, yeah. I, yes, I yes, like a absolutely. I like a couple of them. I like Bucky Irving from Oregon. I think he's impressive, but I think we're going to be able to find some good guys later on. Um, I like the kid from Washington, Dylan Johnson. I thought he played his ass off at the end of the year for Washington. You talking about running backs? Yeah, running back. Yeah, I yeah. Think, I, mean, I think we I- should probably pick up another one later on. No doubt. I kind of like I kind of like Audric Estime from Notre Dame. I like him quite a bit. I like I like Ulysses Bentley from Ole Miss. I heard that Cal has a really good running back. Cal does have Ott is a pretty good running back for Cal. Um, Yeah, I'll tell you who I'm 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 hottest on this weekend after watching. You got to go watch the film of Muhammad Kamara who's a defensive end for Colorado State. Yeah, I think he's like second in the nation right now with 13 sacks. This guy is probably going to be there in the fifth round, but this guy is unbelievable. Muhammad. Yeah, I think think Notre Dame has a good guy coming off the edge too. Uh, Maurice Luifau, he's pretty damn good. Number eight for Notre Dame. He's tough. He sets the edge really good. He's an instinctual guy. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot, we're gonna be able to we're gonna we're gonna, gonna do a gonna lot be... of draft stuff. I've got all these right here are different mock drafts that I've done in the last hey. uh, ten days, and I'll 
I once the once we get a little deeper into the off season, I'm doing I'm in the uh, I'm in the dungeon doing all the d- deep dives yeah. right now. As soon as the season's over, I'm going to unleash all kinds of prospects and film and all kinds of stuff on the channel. You guys are going to love it. So, hey, Franco, yeah, let me jump, man, well. because we got a bunch of people waiting. But definitely good right. to see you, man. Happy holidays. Thank you, Thanks for jumping in. Thank you. Appreciate it. You Appreciate you. One. There you go, Franco. Um. Who's second? Who's second? James T. Kirk? Yes. James <laughs> oh, T. Kirk. Oh, I better get ready. Look oh at my that God. man with the visor. Looks like this I is the, the this is the this is the love child of John Gruden and <laughs> Doug Peterson. <laughs> you know, people were saying in the chat that they, they didn't think I have real hair, man. That's my hair. Look at that. Look You're at blast, that mop man. top. You're Look blast. at that. Right, man. I got it going on. I'm 55. I look got at a lot you. of hair. You, you got, you got, look great. The, gr- he's got great lettuce. Great I, I said, lettuce. I said Kirby Smart and John Daly, but uh, you can go. You <laughs> I'm, can I'm go. thinking John Gruden and Doug Peterson. I'm thinking okay. really Doug Peterson. You look like you could be Doug. If you called up and just said, hey, I'm Doug Peterson's little brother, we would all buy it. I mean, oh, right on. Seriously. You, <laughs> it's it's very the visor. Strong Only Doug certain Peterson. people can pull off the visor. And outside of uh, outside of Sirianni, nobody can talk shit with a visor. I mean, uh, you know, you really can't talk trash if you're wearing a visor unless your name's Sirianni. Then you can talk as much as as you yeah, want. Yeah, that that coaches uh, when the two coaches got together at the end of the game, you can hear Sirianni say to you know he says, I'm "Sorry, hey, I'm I wore really the visor." Sorry about that. No, he says, "Hey, I'm really <laughs> sorry about that." Yeah, to Kyle. What and, he probably said was, "Hey, Kyle, could you not make a big deal about it? That's my good buddy." <laughs> Uh, I know he's. I don't want him to get him banned. I'm trying not to get him banned. I'm not going to say anything about it. If you wouldn't say anything about it, that'd be cool because you know we like Big Dom and he hooks us up with cigarettes or you know whatever, whatever he's gonna, you know whatever his 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 uh, his value proposition is. You, it was definitely like, hey man, sorry about Big Dom. Please don't say anything about it. Right on. Oh yeah, you know, and then Kyle gave him a piece of his mind. I think you know they had it all their their muffled with the the play cards you know but kyle was like going on for a second there so he must have said something to him he probably was like here it was probably something like this hey man no problem it was just my best defensive player and heck for you guys you guys lost a big fat guy on your sideline so that was a fair exchange hey we'll see you come playoff time something like that maybe (laughs) Yeah, see you come play. Hey, we there just was, lost an all-pro linebacker, Levi's. but you lost a fat yeah. security guard. It was the 49ers' Let's best call defensive player versus the Eagles' best defensive security guard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you lost your best big security guy. We lost our best tackler. But you know what? 42-19, Jack. See you in the playoffs. Something like that, maybe? Oh, yeah, man. I'm still ecstatic about that game. I'm still riding high right now. I mean, that was just, you know, I was quaking in my boots, you know, and and – you always said, you know, I know I trust you because you got your finger on the pulse of the team. You're in the locker room. Thank you. I trust you, man. And so you always said we're going to win. But as we started getting closer to the game, you know, I don't you weren't walking it back. But, you know, you were kind of getting nervous, too. I'm a nervous Thank guy you. by nature. <laughs> uh, you know, nervous by nature it was a great group in the in the 90s. You should have. It was like, I, I love them. Nervous I by nature. Nervous guys. Nervous by nature. No, no, don't do that. You know? <laughs> Gary Lamb in the green room's having fun. He knows. Uh, I was joking. A little naughty by nature. I was a naughty by nature fan. I know that's hard for you guys to believe, but I kind of like <laughs> naughty by nature. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, I felt good about it. I felt good the entire time. I just, 
I, I said the Niners, when I saw the schedule come out and I saw Niners Eagles in week 13, I'm like, I don't know how many games the Niners are winning, but they're winning that one because they talk too much S after the last game. They, they were going to back it up. The Niners don't lose when they bring it. They lose when they, you know, when it's, it's, uh, you know, September or October and they're at Levi's and it's sunny and, and you know, it's the playoffs are a mile from there and, you know, pre buy that they lose when they don't emotionally show. They don't lose when they show. Right. Right. And they showed big they time, showed. man. They showed big. So time. impressive with that win. I mean, uh, you know, all right. I just got one more thing. Yep. This goes out to chase senior and chase all senior. those Eagle fans that have been in the chat, just total jerks in the chat. Here we go, man. I don't know if I can keep up with, with chase. Oh, oh, look at that. Look at this. Cry, Eagles, cry on the road to misery. Sigh, Eagles, sigh. Blow the beat games. One, two, three. Miss them low. Lost them high. And watch our Eagles die. Bye, Eagles, bye. Bridesmaids of the NFC. L. O-S-E-R-S, Losers, Eagles! (laughs) Beautiful. Beautiful. There he is. That's James T. Kirk, ladies and gentlemen. By the way, I saw a woman earlier today who said, I something about the Eagles, and she's like, E-G-L-E-S-E, Eagles. I was like, what? We, is now suddenly Eagles is like, you know, now it's the script spelling bee, you know? Uh, could you use it in a sentence? Yes, the 49ers kicked the shit out of the Eagles. Hmm. E G L E A G E, Eagles. It's like, what? It's like, the, it's like, what the hell happened to you? All right. Uh, that was I, mean, I, I might have to cl- clip that and make that into another video. <laughs> <laughs> I have to clip that. That was James T. Kirk. Wait a second. Should we bring James back in? Yeah, bring him back in. James, oh, how's that no. beer? Oh my how's God. that beer? Uh, I couldn't shotgun it, you know, because shotgunning requires you know it's quite a technique. Right. Only Chase can do that. A lot, of, a lot of spillage. You know. Yeah. So you got to be like a Sigma Chi, or, or you know, you got to be like a sophomore in college, or like you know. <laughs> A Phi Delt or something. If you're like some Phi Delt on some campus, you go, you you, you crack it. Oh. <laughs> right on, man. I've been waiting all week to do that, man. I'm just so pleased. Pulled my mic out there. I pulled my earphones out. Um. All right. Hey, James T. Kirk. Good to see you, man. Have a great yep. night. Thanks for jumping in. Okay. Appreciate you. Larry, go Niners, thanks, man. Right on. Thanks, James. We'll talk that to was you pretty soon. epic. Uh, that was that was one of the better things that's happened on this on this calling <laughs> show in a long time. Who is is it? Gary Lamb time. We should have a rule where if you come on the show and shotgun a beer, you just get clipped. Like you just you, they're just. You, you know what I was thinking? <laughs> I was thinking about maybe doing a call in show at some point where you have to be a member. Ooh, think about that. The potential, the potential for membership. Just an idea. Just an idea. We're, we're back. I think I was thinking also this. Uh, I think YouTube has a feature now where if you're a member, you can get early access to videos. So we may start doing that. Look at that. 
All right. So we got Big Mo Easy in the house. We got Alan in the house. We got Gary Lamb in the house. Um, and we're coming down to it. So who? Right, let's go to Gary Lamb. Gary, what's hey, up, Larry? Larry? What's Larry? Up? It's good to meet you. Good to meet the system, son, Larry. How are his ACLs? <laughs> I I love it when you and Damon end the show with with the uh, the razor and, and Trey uh, Balky. I love it. Okay. I was just going to say, you so cute. You get so angry. You're always talking about ACLs. You know, Ralph, I can't believe that you, you're always sitting there giving me a hard time. I don't give you a hard time. I really don't. I, I, I am a big fan. I've always said I'm a big fan. I told Tom I was a big fan. Ralph, I'll tell you, you got ACL issues. And, and uh, you know, you seem like the kind of guy who would play tennis. All right, there you go. There, there's my, there's my, my hey. Balky and my Ralph. It's the second one of the show. Those are yeah, those are great you. times. Uh, speaking of good times, not a lot to complain about. Good times, but I had this saying. Yes. Action talks and bullshit runs a marathon. The Niners went to Philly, dressed in black and talking smack, and they went to the link. And in the words of the system, son, they clapped them cheeks. All right. <laughs> Wait, no, I didn't say that. that was that was Ryan. That was that was Ryan. Okay, that was Ryan. Hey. That was Ryan. Hey. He's not my son. God no, that's my son. I'm ever a problem. But you know, I I don't want to talk about Purdy. I'm tired of the the system quarterback. That's a bunch of baloney. I don't even care about MVP. Maybe Trent Williams should be MVP because if he goes down, that everything goes down. I don't want to worry about the offense. We talked about that enough. Uh, we're not just like Debo says. We're not playing for MVPs. I just want to win the damn Super Bowl because that's all I care about. But the big story to me. Was the Niners secondary? Totally. AJ, AJ Brown, Devonta Smith. Those are some players that they, they had good numbers, but it didn't hurt us. And uh, we're talking about Demo Lenore, man, with that nickel back. You know, I feel kind of bad for the guy because he deserves to be the outside outside uh, corner. But you know, I guess they're, they're switching around. You go back and forth on a young guy. It's hard to learn any kind of job, right? He's new to the job. But man, we're talking about getting that thump, right? And he delivers that when you're that kind of nickel linebacker, or the hell it is, right? The hybrid deal there. Yeah, he, he's, the, like, he's the nickel corner. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, J Jair, Jair Brown, he missed some tackles, but he didn't kill us. Um, and this is all due to Steve Wilkes. Steve Wilkes came here to do two things uh, work on the secondary. They are better, getting better uh, individually, and you can see it. Hey, and, wait a uh, second. Before we, do, before we go any further, I'm going to share the screen. Here we go. Since you ask, you oh, shall God. receive. This is Demo Lenore time. Uh, where that is lit it? everybody up. That was Here a light-up shot. Here it is. Damn. Demo Lenore, ladies and gentlemen. Good night, Eileen. Beautiful play. A little crosser. Didn't see Demo. Boop. Kaboom. Sat him. Sat him down. Man, I mean. Uh, and then he did a dance, too. He did, like, either a Michael Jackson uh -huh. moonwalk or I don't know what he was. Do you oh, guys here's, remember? Here's the end zone. The end, the end zone. Boom. Ah, yeah, yeah. Boom. You're down. Oh, yeah, yeah. Man down. Man down. Boom shakalaka. Oh, here we go. And you never get tired of the get it on the repeat. Boom. Boom. Wherever you that. were, that was, that was an old woo hit, like Ronnie Lott used to call it. Woo. That was a woo hit. This is the best angle, though. Yeah. The end zone. The end zone wide. Yeah. Jalen to Devonte or to uh, Swift. Bang! Oh man, great moment, great moment. I, I don't yeah. think Hurt should have been in the game at this point, but whatever. It doesn't matter to me. It's on my, it's on my team. Uh, I, I, I want to go into how, um, 
the weapons of four. Right, go back to Steve Wilkes. He, yep. His job was to, incre- uh, to improve the secondary. Absolutely did. He also wanted to stop that. Um, we, we have a we have bad memories of running quarterbacks. And so like Jalen Hurts didn't run, but the team contained. Um, he had a lot of time and would made it work as a secondary. So he, he had he had a ski that you could tell we're working on all year. We're, we're worried about sacks, uh, you know, not getting the sacks. Um, but at the when the time was right, we married the the uh, the secondaries married to the to the to the, the, the front rush. four, and then and you got Fred Warner and Dreamlock, you know, connecting the dots. And now I'm looking at this: what weapons do we have to worry about? Uh, you're always going to worry about uh, Patrick Mahomes, but I'm not worried about his weapons. Um, I'm worried about Tyreek Hill if that if we go that far. But I, I'm not sure I'm worried about the the Dolphins line or or their uh, off or their uh, you know quarterback if we if we can get a hit on them you know so I don't know I, this is pretty of, good a lot of football between now and then there's always the injuries thing. there's always That's the main you never thing. know who's going to be standing at the end it's a war of attrition I do agree though here we are sitting on De- on December the sixth and the Niners six Lombardi looks attainable it looks attainable yes. Gary and we I got just, a jump we got okay, a jump yeah. here but uh, the final thought on the way Okay, the, 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 my final thought is the first thing I'm going to say is the season feels too long. I want it to be over. I want it to be healthy. And just don't mess it up. Don't worry what no one's got to say. Just play the way you got to play. Gary, I got to ask, are you in the middle of a workout? Because people in the chat are saying. I, w- I wasn't. Okay. Button. I was in the middle of a workout. He's nervous. He's I, nervous. <laughs> yeah. I, I was. Uh, yeah. I, you know, I, I got to meet the system's son. You don't get to do that every day. Uh, yeah. I, I was I was working out. I said, you know, I got, I got to join the faithful. I, I was just going to. And bask in the glory, but you know, I saw you on. I was on YouTube. You flicked on. I said, you know what? I got to get love on it. with uh, Larry it. and the system son. I love the what? father son thing. Keep it up, guys. What was the workout? Was it? Was it? Was it, was it right yoga? There? Was it? Yeah. Was it? Uh, was it? Were you on the treadmill? Are you squatting a grand? What? What? What exactly were you working out to give you the kind of neck sweat that you're demonstrating? On this I was just in the mirror history. doing like old wrestling promos. Well, you know something, brother. Oh yeah. yeah I was. I was being a legend on my just little little uh, little um. Gary, I, I love out, you guys. I, on the way ahead. out the door, can you give us hands in the air and two pit stains? Hip hop, hooray! Oh, there we go. There hey, we go. I know I'm totally embarrassed, but you know what? The faithful just got to show out whenever. There you, you go. If it, yeah, you know, so if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. So let's go. Gary, good to see you. Gary get back Lamb. to Take care, brother. Good to meet you guys. God bless there you guys. You go. There you go, Gary Lamb, ladies and gentlemen. Big Mo, easy in the in the. We get out to the desert. Big Mo, man, who's on his attendance. patio. Perfect attendance here. For gentlemen, this gentlemen. Big Mo Easy. Gentlemen, hey, before we start the show, though, uh, let me just say prayers out to the uh, UNOV people. You know what I mean? There was I don't know if you guys heard, but there was a, uh, a active shooter on UNOV campus today, man. And, no, uh, I did not hear that. Yeah, oh man. It was, oh yeah, yeah, it was pretty tragic, man. So I just want to say prayers to the families, man. Prayers to the students, man. And just, you know, just uh, big ups yeah, to everybody, especially. man. We're you know, in the toy department of life here. We're talking about stuff that doesn't matter. That's stuff that does. And yeah, absolutely. Our thoughts and prayers uh, go out to anybody affected by that in any way, shape or form. God, terrible, terrible, big Mo. Yeah, man. I, man, I don't even know how to follow those last two guys, bro. I'm just like, geez, man, like, bro, man, it was animated, bro. We had sweaty dude. We got, man, we had singing songs. I'm like, bro, I'm just yeah, here what, on the what, what are you ears. We what got a guy tonight? with a visor talking trash. Hey, I mean, all it, it's all gone down. We got, hey, we got a hanging at Coles in Indianapolis who's on deck. 
oh yeah that dude man i seen that dude man he was at work like sneaking with the phone on the side he was like right. yo man, <laughs> man sneaky, hey. sneaky allen from Coles. i i i did buy these sunglasses by the way at Coles for five dollars look at these look at think about five dollar shades those could have been packaged by our own allen allen could have put these in the box five dollars for these shades <laughs> See, that's how popular this show is, though, man. You got people risking their jobs, man, to, to be on your show, my brother. <laughs> <laughs> Big Mo, what'd you think of the win, man? Oh, what a win, hey, huh? I thought it was awesome, bro. Hey, so check this out. Last week I said, man, we were going to be 24-13, and people were like, bro, 13? There's no way we're going to hold the Eagles down, this and that, whoop-de-whoop, right? Bro, if you really watch that game, dude, that backdoor touchdown that Eagles scored was only because we was whooping that ass, baby. Yep. You know right what I'm saying? It was 42-12. Yeah, bro, we were smashing them fools. You know what I'm saying? But you know yeah. what? I knew we were going to because, dude, like you said, they were talking smack the whole time. You know what I'm saying? And, dude, dude we had that bad taste in our mouth, bro. You know what I'm saying? So we had to come off for that. But Nin Niners say, talked a lot of trash. But they they showed up, you know. Up. You can if you if you talk the talk, you got to be able to walk the walk, and the Niners did. And I agree for the first time today with Stephen A. Smith in like months. He said that the Niners' victory in 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 Philly, and not just that they got it, but the nature of the victory, the blowout nature, kind of puts their whole victory in the NFC Championship game into question. Really does makes you wonder. Makes you wonder. Now, it was a different team. I don't want to take anything away from them. It's the way you play, the day you play, and they were better that day. But when you watch the Niners roll in there and spank them 42-19, it does make you wonder yeah. if the Niners were talking trash because they were the better team and they knew it. I think I think Stephen A. said it delegitimized them. I feel like it kind of did. They, delegitimized it, their victory in the NFC Championship. Yeah, it delegitimized them as a contender, too, I think he also meant. Ooh. I just think you can't get slapped like that in your own place yeah. when it, when it, when you know the game means that much and they have all their guys. I mean, yeah, I, I, I do agree with Stephen A on that one, too. Big Mo, how concerned are you for Sunday as far as the, you know, taking your foot off the gas pedal, the emotional letdown Seahawks now two times in three weeks? What, what kind of effort you think the Niners are going to fire Sunday? Oh, man, I think we're going to come full effort, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think we, you know, I think we left all that bullshit in the past. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're clicking now. They're coming off a big win. They knew what they had to do. They know Seahawks is the division rival. You know what I mean? So they always get up for these games. So, you know, I don't I don't have any doubt about it. Um, Honestly, what I seen after this weekend, now I can honestly say, I can say this with confidence. They showed me that we are a legitimate contender to win a Super Bowl. I really feel that now because favorite. the way, yeah, legitimate, they're the favorite to win the Super Bowl. Legitimate well, yeah, you know, minus injuries, man. Hey, bro, we're we're the best. You know what I'm saying? And if we play like the way we've been playing, like I said, the last couple of weeks after they ate that humble pie, man, left that bad taste in the mouth. You know what I mean? They're bro, they're clicking. And I want to say this though: shout out to this guy. Shout out to this guy, Harbs, Avery Harbs. Thomas. Shout oh, out Avery, to Avery, Avery, yes. You and John Harbaugh. Bro, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Michigan, too, but shout out to Avery, bro. You Avery. know what I'm saying? Because you know what? Bro, you've been busting your ass, man. And, I, bro, I appreciate you. You know what I mean? Like, you've been I hustling, dude. You've been I hustling. Yeah. And, and I'm going to say it's like this, man. 
when you first came out, bro, I was juiced. And then you kind of had that slide. And my boy is a big Michigan fan. That's where I got the hat from. I told him, I said, bro, what's up with your boy, man? What's up with your boy, man? And he was like, dude, no, seriously, bro, just give him some time. He just needs some reps. He's going to come through. And, bro, he was right. So dude, shout out to my boys. You knew what's up. Here's some Ambry stats for you. Ambry Thomas since entering week 10, third and fourth incompletions, fourth and pass breakups, eighth in coverage grade, and hasn't missed a tackle in the 29 attempts this season. So. Plus, Bro, he's off the chain. Oh, the guy's the a great guy, too. I, uh, I did an interview with him last week in the locker room where he, had, I, you know, he's, he's, he, they got a basketball hoop in the, in the locker room. So he's standing deep, and he, and he hits a deep three, nothing but net. Um, I rebounded it to him, threw it to him. Another deep three, nothing but net. You threw it to him. I threw it to him. You're, he 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 misses. You're, you're the, getting rebounds for guys in the locker room. I was I'm, I was rebounding. I'll rebound. I'll rebound. Um. So I so I rebounded, and he missed the next one. I said, Ambry, man, you know the the shot's fallen. You know you got to come on the Krug show right now and and talk it up. So he's like, let's do it. So we started talking, and then I said, "Who's the best basketball player in here?" And uh, he goes, "Well, I am." And then he goes, "I could you? I could you play high school ball?" And he goes, "No, I played pickup." And then Cleveland Farrell goes, "Pickup? I played pickup." Now he's like making fun of him. And then uh, Jair comes over, and he's like, "Jair's like, hey man, I ain't, I ain't bad either." And I remembered that Jair in the draft uh, guide that um, that uh, Dane Brugler put out said that Jair Brown led the state of New Jersey. He's got the New Jersey state record for high school steals. So I mentioned right when Jair said that, I go, I don't know, Jair, I don't know if Jair will beat you, but he'll uh, he'll steal the ball from you. Isn't he the New Jersey uh, leader in steals? And Jair looks at me and he's like, couldn't believe that I knew that. He's like, tell him, tell him that I'm the, the leader in steals. I'm like, yeah, man, Jair's got the all-time record in steals. Then Luter comes over. And Ambry goes, man, I just beat you yesterday. And Luter's like, hey, it was just one game, man. It was just one game. Anyway, it's a good, good little uh, locker room. Uh, it shows how loose the Niners are. That was last week going into the Philly game. But go check out the interview I did with Ambry if you get a chance on YouTube. Uh, great dude. And let's be honest, man. This guy's he's been he's been at you know uh, he's been in the at the outhouse and he's been uptown. I mean, this guy's been a, he, he had the it pick that secured a playoff win. Uh, he's, you know, he had a nice return against, uh, interception return that got called back, but it was still a good interception against Jacksonville. And then he had the big interception, uh, when Kinlaw had the pressure on Thanksgiving against the Seahawks. Ambry, I think big Mo is the reason they've turned this thing around. I think taking Oliver off the field, putting Ambry on the field, moving Lenore to the slot. Oh I think, fuck! I think that's 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 it right there. That's what's done it. What's that? I think his phone just died. Uh oh, Big Mo won't appreciate you. Appreciate you, Big Mo. Sorry about that. All right, we'll go. We'll take our final call here. We go to Allen from Coles in Indianapolis. Hey, Larry, Alan, how you doing? Hey, by the way, before you jumped on here, I'm gonna put them on again. These are my. $5 shades that I bought at Kohl's because of you, Alan. I appreciate it, but I'm improving I, I'm the economy. Be, I'm supposed that. to be your Jake from State Farm, though. 
you know, when you need something new, you can you say like a good neighbor, Alan from Coles. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I like it. How's things <laughs> at Coles I, tonight? How's things at Coles? You feeling good that now that Niners beat the Eagles? Yes, and I, did I or did I not call it last week? You did. I said it's gonna be all over. Uh, I was off by a couple of uh, a couple of points on the halftime. I That's said true. it was gonna be twenty-one ten. Yep. But now you keep it's, looking it's off great. to the distance. Is there a possibility that in the middle of this stream you could get fired from Coles? Nah, not okay. at all. All right, just making sure. It's, no work. Okay. But um. So I, it's it, it, you're working late, man. It's seven fifty-five West Coast. That's five to eight. That means it's five to eleven. In got the, the east. graveyard, here's the graveyard. It's a best shift, man. Is you it? Dollar, you get a buck twenty-five extra than the no. other shifts. Nobody f's with you. No, and then it's not, nobody. Nobody's you know, telling you what to do. No, not that. Not, not, you know, everybody's friendly here. You know, hey, we're, we're, from now on, Alan, we're not going to call you Alan. We're going to call you the King of Coles because that's really working the shift. You're working. You're the freaking king at that place, aren't you? Someone I learned. I learned yeah. down here everything within a year. Yeah, the King yeah. of Coles. We're joined right now on the Krug Show by the King of Coles in Indianapolis. Oh right. yeah. So, hey, Alan, what'd you think of the game, though, man? Great win. How do you feel about uh, where the Niners are positioned going into Seattle, going into their match against Seattle on Sunday? I feel really good, Larry. I'm not gonna lie. You know, I'm, I'm gonna enjoy this victory all the way until Saturday night, and then you know, then then start thinking about the Seahawks. That's how I feel confident with this team. The only team the, right now, to be honest with you, I think the only team I'm worried about is Baltimore. I feel like everybody can agree on that. You're concerned Baltimore. about Baltimore? Just what their run game? It's just Lamar. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. We stopped hurts and stuff, but uh, I don't think the same game plan would work for Lamar. Lamar's more shiftier. I'd feel yeah, worse about Baltimore if that game was there. But the yeah, fact exactly. is, it's Christmas night here, and I don't know, man. I just, I, I got to think that the Niners are going to win at at Levi's. If it was in Baltimore at their whatever PSI Net or whatever the hell they call that thing, um, I'd feel I'd be nervous, but. Well, now that the that Niners even, are stopping the run, better. Yeah, yeah, they, they lost, lost Mark Andrews. Andrews yeah, um, that's the thing. Maybe, maybe, maybe the key to that game will be the Niners signing Ertz. I'd rather I was have Ertz. Yeah, rather have Ertz than. That? Well, I mean, I, you know, we asked Kyle about it the other day, and he said he didn't think it was going to happen, but that John was fleshing out, you know, all options. But then they came out in this game, and they lost Dwelly. And now Dwelly's out with a high ankle sprain, which is probably like a month or six week injury. And he would take Dwelly's spot. Music. I got you. Is somebody talking down to the King of Coles? Yeah, there's my boss. Uh oh. Oh my God. <laughs> it's happening, guys. It's happening. Code red. What was the dialogue like there? Can you, can you share it with us? None. He just said, uh, you know where you, the phone just used for? I said, yeah, for music. And then he just walked away. Ah, look at That's that. All. He doesn't understand the power of the Krug show. Exactly. Wow. Well, I don't want and you now, to lose your gig, man, because, I mean, you good. know. Um, you should you should try and make those uh, member calls, because I'll, I'll, be, I'll become a member. If so, you try to yeah, make it I'm on the Yeah, I'm thinking about a, member, a membership call-in show, which only people get to call in who are members. 
I appreciate if you make it on the weekends because you know you are Friday. I go. I have my my days off are Friday through Saturday uh, through Sunday. Sounds good. If if you don't mind. No problem. Hey, Alan, I don't want to get to see you get fired, so I'll say goodbye. But hey, have a great night in Indianapolis. Go Niners. Have a good one, Larry. Take care. There you go. Um, man, I would have felt bad if the, all the of a thing we feared the most. The boss. The Allen, the potential Allen firing. Yeah. Well, you know, you call the guy the king, and then all of a sudden the real king comes over and says, Hey, <laughs> by the way, hey Alan, I was in the other room and I'm watching the Krug show. You're not the fucking king. I'm the king. There's probably some guy in the back room going, hey, there's a guy on the line over there who's calling himself the king. Oh, re- oh really? Show him who's boss. I'll show him. What? Is it? Is it Alan? Yeah, I think it is Alan. I'm getting my ass over there. They're like, Alan's been getting all this clout since he's been going on the crew show. Alan, yeah, him. Alan's changed. He's changed. He thinks he's a big time now. Oh, you think Alan thinks he's his stuff don't stink. All right. Uh, Jesse Wade, can we please give Wilkes his kudos? That man has our corners playing elite football. He truly has made a huge difference with our young guns. Um, I don't. Do, does it seem like I'm reluctant to give Wilkes credit? I hope not, because I like Wilkes. Um, I just don't believe that Wilkes moving to the sideline is as vital as. Oliver moving to the sideline. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you said to me, who's moved to the sideline has more to do with the Niners turnaround Wilkes or Oliver. I'm voting for Oliver because Oliver's a player, but um, you know what? If the players are confident with Steve out there on the sideline, then God bless them. And I hope, I hope it all works out. RG teamster says Dom's earpiece isn't connected to anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the security guy. It's probably connected to like a round table pizza nearby. <laughs> yes, uh, you know, I want to have extra cheese on that. Yep. It's like, yep, large. No, no, no. No, it's Dom. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, right. I got the Italian flag on the side of my hat. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. I want some I want olives. Can I get a side of olives? All right. <laughs> it probably is connected to something like that. All right, that's going to do it for us. Good, good, uh, good call-in show tonight, Kev. What do you got planned the rest of the night? You thinking about maybe you know somebody who knows somebody who might be able to hook you up with somebody who can make that bed for you? Or uh, do you... I don't. Yeah, I got to talk to my. You got connections I gotta there. Talk to my people. Bali? Yeah, no, it's I mean, not looking good today. It's it's today is one of the worst. Uh, I mean, that's not good at all. I mean, that just looks like a that that looks like you might be hiding something under there. Is there like a pony keg under there? I forget. I always forget that when I do this show, my entire living space is exposed to like hundreds and thousands of people. But it's fine. It's fine. I'll I'll live with the with the uh, the shit talking to me. I, I saw someone <laughs> said, "Why won't Kevin make his bed?" And someone's like, "I can't take him serious. He doesn't have his bed made." Uh, he won't, he, this guy, this kid, doesn't even think he needs to make his bed. Uh, see, there are mom... certain there are certain people that are like I can't like like when something's off they're like I gotta fix it it's like I I'm sure there's some people that have a little bit of OCD that see my unmade <laughs> bed in the background and are like I cannot watch this stream I can't watch it I'm listening to a guy whose bed's not made <laughs> oh man I'll try to see, if mom that. were there she'd be like she'd make it for you no, she'd she be like, tucking things under the no. mattress you she wouldn't even be, you wouldn't bed. even be able to get the comforter off that thing. No, it would just be unbelievably tight. You bounce a quarter off that bad boy. Raphael562 says, Great show, gentlemen. 
Uh, Raphael with a like and subscribe, everyone. Thank you, Raphael. I appreciate that. Um, let's see. <laughs> D shot 316. The six foot bong is off camera. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was Whoa! back when I was in college. <laughs> that doesn't even sound like physically usable, but yeah. Well, it, it, you know, it's let's just say it takes uh, it takes uh, you need an assist. You know, you you can't do it yourself. <laughs> the two man, you got to have somebody light light it for you if you get the six footer. Um, not that I know anything about that. All right, um, just guessing, just guessing, yeah, just guessing. Um, a couple others that I want to get to before we get out of here. Mick Mick Toads, Larry, can you rant about the Giants? They haven't done no. anything yet. They haven't done anything yet. Please do something. Do anything. As something. we were live, as we were live, the Yankees did trade for Juan Soto. So Juan Soto's not coming to town. I mean, I all I'll say about the Giants is, you know, the Giants are talking about Yamamoto. Put it through the Giant equation. Boop, 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 boop. It adds to Lucas Giolito. The Giants are talking about uh, Shohei Otani. Put it through the Giants computer. Boop, 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 boop. It adds to an overpay for Matt Chapman and a trade of good prospects for Trent Grisham. So there you go. That's that's what I see. That's what I see. Um anyway, I appreciate uh, I appreciate uh, all the all the people jumping in. Also, I've got this one, Jim Thurlkill, Larry, would the writers have the stones to vote for Brock for MVP? I mean, do they have the stones not to? I mean, my god, the guys the guys absolutely kicking butt. He's driving. He's got the number one assist or uh, yards per attempt. So he's driving the football down the field better than every other quarterback in football. And he has the highest completion percentage of any quarterback. So think about that. He's throwing the ball further down the field than any quarterback in the league. And while he's throwing the ball down the field further than any quarterback in the league, he's completing a higher percentage than any quarterback in the league. And he's doing it with a offensive line. That's like 29th in the NFL in pass block win rate. So I don't know. I don't know. I, mean, I would say Brock deserves the MVP and Davis says Sirianni begged the refs, please, please, please toss Greenlaw or we're really doomed. And they tossed him and still look what happened. 42, 19. Anyway, um, and Kev, anything you want to tease that's coming up on the show or coming up uh, video-wise? I know you've been making a lot of videos. Tonight is Wednesday night. That means tomorrow I'm back in Santa Clara for another full day of Niner coverage. And then tomorrow night, Jesse Vish and I uh, get together at 6.30 for more of the big show. Um, and then Friday, I believe I'll be going on with Damon in the morning. And then Chase Senior at 10:45, and we may even do a little Dave Softy Mauler on Friday afternoon. Saturday morning at nine, the coach will be in the house. Sunday, I'll be doing uh, pregame on 95.7 The Game from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. at the Hilton in Santa Clara with the great Lorenzo Neal. And then in the postgame, Kev and JD and Rye and Danny and uh, Baller and Damon—they all join me. Uh, and we'll talk hopefully about the Niners winning again. 
So that's what we got planned on the channel. Is there anything that you would like to mention, Kev, before we bolt for the door? Yeah, our our other socials, the TikTok and the Instagram are blowing up right now. I've been making some cool short form content. You probably can see on the YouTube shorts, but if you want to see them on different platform, they're on those two. Um, and that's mainly from our from your show, the 49ers wake up show, because uh, I'm the producer for both you and Damon on that show. Um, but also there is two videos that should be coming out soon. We're doing a little bit of a film breakdown on some key plays that you uh, found from the game. And we'll have some film in the video for you guys. And that should come out tomorrow. Um, and yeah, uh, look for look for clips from this show potentially coming out tomorrow as well. And then, uh, yeah, the big show is tomorrow. And you said on Jesse's channel. I believe so. I believe so. Yeah. Um, so check out Jesse's channel tomorrow night. And then Friday, Friday is always a big day. So yeah. Um, check out the socials, uh, drop a, drop a rating on the Spotify and the iTunes or the Apple music or the Apple podcasts. Give us a rating. It helps, uh, give us five stars. If you're going to give us less than five stars and just, just don't give us a rating. Just fuck no. right off no, at that okay. point. <laughs> all right kid love you have a great night thanks to all, all right. you guys as well peace uh thanks for checking out the krug show by the way we are sitting at almost thirty thousand. how about that this channel has grown by leaps and bounds and it's growing now at a rate that's unfreaking believable um we are at twenty nine thousand six hundred and seventy. we're we're gonna probably break thirty thousand when what day were we going to break thirty thousand, kev uh probably monday monday that's my guess monday thirty thousand subs by monday and hopefully forty thousand by the end of the end of super bowl sunday which is two months from almost right now so thanks to kev thanks to all of you uh, for making the channel go have a great night everybody I appreciate every single one of you. Peace. Yeah, never met a man I've been scared of. Careful, you won't get exactly what you asked for. Careful.